Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. This is the second podcast in our series of mountain bike coaches that we're highlighting. And today we are talking with Jen Cates. Jen is not only a mountain bike coach with the Vita MTB series out of Colorado, she's also a fitness and health performance coach where she helps folks get stronger, more powerful, and more resilient on and off the bike. Jen offers nutrition and health coaching for people of all levels, both remote and in person. And as a mountain biker, she understands not only the various different types of riding within the sport, like cross country, enduro, downhill, etc. She also understands the demands of each discipline and knows how to help each individual depending on the discipline that they want to excel in. Her passion for helping others is contagious, and I had such a great time chatting with her about her coaching, how she approaches her clients' needs, breaking bad habits, and her passion for our community. Jen has a phase of her Shred Strong program starting October 10th. I have all the links below in the podcast and on the YouTube link, depending on where you are listening. Reach out to her to get some of her amazing advice and amazing expertise. Enjoy the program and be inspired to ride. Hello and welcome everyone to the Women's MTB Network podcast. I'm Mia and I'm going to be your host. Our podcasts are about sharing information on all things mountain bikes from a woman's perspective. We'll be talking about bikes, components, gear, upcoming events, coaching, and much, much more. Our goal is to connect women from across the globe and inspire folks to ride, regardless of age or skill level. We'll have guests from all over the world with all types of backgrounds and different riding styles. So get comfy and be inspired to ride. Hey, Jen, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mia? I'm pretty good. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a, it's been a while. I've been wanting to do a podcast with you for quite a while since I've met you. So I'm really stoked that you're on the podcast today. Same. Thanks for inviting me and thanks for holding out for vacation and my return and everything like that. <laughs> well, it looked like you had an amazing time, honestly. Okay. Like Portugal just looked fantastic. It, it was really good. Uh, my only regret is maybe that I didn't bike on this trip, but it's fine. It's nice to take a break from the bike every once in a while. <laughs> Were you able to scope any bike stuff out there, like any trails or anything like that? No, but they definitely exist. That is for sure. Yeah. Uh, we did a little bit of hiking and things like that. And I certainly, like even in Lisbon, I saw a person riding his bike and he was all decked out in fox gear. He was riding his bike down one of the roads going uphill. So there yeah. had to have been a trail nearby. Uh, and that would have been a really bomber downhill too. So Ooh, we should look into maybe doing like a Portugal world ride collab you ride or something. That'd be so good. Well, thanks again for coming on. And I want to start off by asking you, for those with a little bit of background, I've known Jen for a little while. I was part of one of her Shred Strong programs last year, and she was also um, a nutritionist coach for me, the nutrition coach for me this year, which was amazing earlier in the year. Um, so Jen, can you just, before we go into the coaching stuff, can you give me a little bit of background of you? How did you get into mountain biking? Uh, an ex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like the fourth person to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. I was in college at the time. This was right around like 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. And I was at University of North Carolina in Greensboro. And I was kind of, you know, dating. We weren't really like in a relationship, but we were dating. And she was also a mountain biking coach. And I happen to mention like, hey, I've got a mountain bike. Like, let's let's ride together sometime. But I've never really ridden on a trail. 
Yeah it, yeah. it was just my around the town, you know, mongoose. It was an old school mongoose. Nice. And I bring it. And of course I haven't serviced it in probably a few years, you know, cause this is the same bike that I had as a teenager. <laughs> I bring it, you know, and of course she has, I don't even remember what the hell kind of bike she had. Um, bring it to the trailhead in Western North Carolina. And she's just like, I could tell the look in her eye, like, Ooh, you know, do you have a flat kit and things like that? And I was like, <laughs> a flat kit? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like I knew nothing. Oh um, man. But let me tell you, we rode a new trail system actually in Western North Carolina. I can't recall the name off the top of my head, but it was right near Fontana Lake for those mm -hmm. of you that know North Carolina area. Um, it wasn't Pisgah, but it was nearby. Yeah. I had a blast. I mean, awesome. yeah, just trying to chase her and I knew nothing. I was whooping and laughing and hollering and <sighs> I just, I had a grin ear to ear and it was the most fun I've had in a really long time, especially with, you know, something that was an activity mm -hmm. um, because I've always been fit or like at least loved fitness. Let's put it that way. But biking brought something out of me. And I want to say like within a couple of weeks, got back to Greensboro, went to a local bike shop, bought a Gary Fisher Big Sur, like charged nice. me on my credit card. It was like $1,000, <laughs> I think, $1,200, something like that. And it was a hardtail. And I had that, I continued to have that bike for quite a few years. And every time I got on the bike, I found some guy buddies, you know, we would tread yeah. together after, after class or what have yeah. you. And and just chasing them was such a joy. So I've been riding for over 22 years, but there was a big hiatus there with, a, you know, just various people that maybe I was in relationship with or things like that. It, it just never was a priority for me, unfortunately. But yeah. a few years ago, uh, fortunately with my my wife, uh, there's definitely a lot of encouragement to pursue That's the things awesome. that bring me joy. So she just was like, you want to do this? this clinic, go ahead and do it. So back in 2015, I got back on the bike and I haven't looked back since. That's it's so been, amazing. Yeah. It's been the best thing in, in my life. It really has. I been. mean, the ear from the grin from ear to ear has been on your face the entire time. So I know how much mountain biking yeah. in general means to you. Like that's yeah. just, that's really amazing. And to start off with a monk, how did you like the hardtail? I loved my Gary Fisher hardtail. I actually kept it until 2020 when I uh, donated it to a local like kids league oh, uh, where yeah. they teach kids how to wrench. Mm -hmm. um, it's called Lucky's Bikes here in Denver. Great shop. But I enjoy, I love hardtail, but I'm also a little bit more of a cross country rider. Like I love accumulating miles. I love flow. I love fast. I love speed. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily love downhill. I can see the appeal. I think that yeah. it's very appealing. But um, I don't like straight downhill. I do like to have the, the climbs. So I'm a little bit more yeah. of like, I'd say cross country slash enduro rider is what, yeah. I, what I usually like. Yeah, but that's like amazing. Hardtail. Hardtails are fast. Yeah, I started on a hardtail. And then the second I sat on a full suspension, like a year and a half later, yeah. I never looked back. I'm like, there's <laughs> yeah. no way. There's no yeah. way. There are no. people in Sedona that ride a hardtail. That to me is insane. That is. That's next level. Impressive. Yeah. To say the least, just be, given the terrain that is in Sedona, like that definitely, I mean, kudos to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think Molly rides a, did ride a hardtail in Sedona for a long time. Molly Joyce, that, she's insane. She's out of this world. Um, okay, so when did you get into coaching? Like how did you start like mountain bike coaching? Uh, with mountain biking coaching, I started, so what happened was I attended a Vita MTB series clinic 
mm-hmm. back in 2015. So it was okay. a year after I moved to Colorado and immediately was hooked with the community. I had a great coach, Liz Sampy. Uh, she was fantastic. So she and Mia were my coaches that day, a different Mia, not you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm uh, not a mountain bike coach. <laughs> yeah, not you, not you. And I fell in love with the sport all over again. And that I was I was learning on my hardtail at that point. So I was still on the Gary Fisher yeah. hardtail. And that also still needed to be serviced, just FYI. <laughs> um, like it definitely needed some suspension work now that I know, like the fork, it needed to be looked at. But whatever, my my smile made up for it. And you had a good time, right? That's yeah, all that matters. I had a ripping good time and, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit worried about my braking capability on that bike <laughs> since it was like the old school caliper brakes, but it's fine. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I made it. I made it one piece. We were good. But I attended that clinic and that's when I realized the magic behind the clinic scene and just what happens, especially when it's all female, all women's clinic, you have that camaraderie that can't really be replicated elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And there was this sense of connection with people I didn't even really know. Like I met them that day and right. it was a day-long clinic. And the next day was the Betty Bike Bash, which is really large. I think it's actually the largest women's mountain bike race in the States. Went there, had even more fun, even though I was like, oh my gosh, I was definitely out of shape, was not ready for this. But since that day, I I immediately felt connected with Vita MTB series and thought, well, how can I get more involved with them? Yeah. So I chased being an ambassador or community leader with them, did that for a couple of years. But while you're also an ambassador, if you show that you have interest in coaching, then they'll put you in as an assistant coach. So that's nice. where I started. I was an assistant coach for probably, gosh, close to three years, actually. And then I thought, you know, I really just need to go ahead and get my coaching certification because I'm already coaching in the gym yeah. outside yeah. of this and have been coaching in the gym outside of this part-time and at the very least for oh my gosh, close to 15 years probably. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be really great and a great way for me to share the stoke with other people, much yeah. like much like my my ex did, you know, in college. Yeah. So then that's when I went, got my PMBI, PMBIA uh, last year in Fruta and mm-hmm. been doing that. So I've been lead coaching for the past year and a half or so. That's so amazing. Yeah. That's so good. What do you find most rewarding from coaching people? Seeing them enhance their confidence on yeah. the bike from the beginning. Like, you know, they're hesitant. They're maybe a little shy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they don't want to necessarily commit to certain things on the bike. But then when they realize what they're capable of doing, yeah, it's like magic. Yeah. And you can, yeah. I, it's palpable. Like you can see the look on their faces and with their energy when they do have those aha moments and they feel like, Oh, I am capable of doing this. And what's really cool is that confidence and capability sense of capability translates and transfers over into their day-to-day life, you know, in the office, in family life, in their relationships, in everything. And I think that is so incredibly rewarding. That's so true. I mean, everything you just said, I concur with everything you just said, but also how the confidence you get from that coaching spills into other parts of you because you feel taller. You like, at least for me, I'm speaking for myself. I told the other day I had a, I recorded with, um, uh, coach Tina and Mm -hmm. she, and I told her like my lesson that I had with Molly, I thought I knew what I was doing. Right. And Mm -hmm. then you get there and you, and you're taught things that you didn't even think of. Mm -hmm. And you, and I got on the bike on that ride and it was just like, oh my God, I feel confident. Like by the little things that she taught me, basic physics on the bike that she taught me, 
and it was and i i recommend anyone regardless of skill level to go at least get one lesson with a mountain bike coach because you don't know if you are doing things correctly or you could improve. I think there's always room for improvement regardless of what you do. 100%. And at times you have really bad habits, right? So I'm sure you've encountered some people that have bad habits or whether they're new riders mm -hmm. or, you know, like in my case, I was using my two fingers to break and you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I had others, but that was the main one that I yeah. was told that yeah. I had. So how do you approach that? Like when you find someone who's got some bad habits, like how do you approach that as a coach? On empathy. The bike? Yeah. Empathy, first of all. Because I can certainly relate to that because I learned, you know, over 20 years ago, close 22 years ago. And it's one of those situations where I was notorious for hanging behind my seat, getting, yes. all, stretch, getting all stretched out, you know, and extending my elbows if I'm going downhill. Yep. And Stick your butt out. It was exactly. always the thing like. <laughs> exactly. And so then I'd lose my front end control. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you want to do. You know, you always want to maintain control as best as you can. Yeah. So it's empathy because I've been there. And for me, it's a matter of pausing and never saying, oh, you're doing that wrong. You know, never saying, oh, that's bad, 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 bad habit. We need to get yeah. rid of that. No, you don't want to make anyone feel like crap in the process of coaching. Like coaching yeah. should be a very supportive environment. Absolutely. So I press pause and... I first of all, ask them, how'd that feel? <laughs> you know, have them reflect, how'd that feel? You know, maybe descending with arms extended. And sometimes they do, they actually take a moment and they recognize like, you know, I didn't feel like I, 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 I could commit. I didn't feel very, uh, like I was in control or mm -hmm. I don't know. It felt off. I'm like, yeah. great. Let's make some adjustments. How about you try this? Uh, because you did a great job doing this, but now let's, let's maybe change this one thing and then continue doing this. So I try to do that like positive sandwich thing, you know, where it's like, give them a high five first yeah. and then beat them down. No, I'm just kidding. Don't beat them down, but like give them uh, something they can improve on and then give them another thing to like focus on that's positive that they were doing yeah. already. I okay. mean, that's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, it's amazing because that's what teaching is about too. You have to give positive reinforcement. Otherwise people aren't going to want to learn. And they're like, why am I paying you to berate me again? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah. But I think you in general, you're such an amazing person. You have such great energy and your awesome. optimism and candor. Like that's, I really love that about you. Candor. Um, <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> it is because like you yeah. would call me out on stuff when I needed it, but it was With, very polite. Like very, very yes. encouraging. It's like know. an encouraging push. You know, like, yeah. and especially now, now I just finished, um, my master health coaching certification program. It's my second time going through it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, now I get to go through, honestly, it's the, I've only gotten through the first half, but the first half is the behavioral piece of coaching. Okay. Yeah. So now I've been armed with <laughs> all of these questions that are really reflective questions for clients to, to kind of reflect, reflect on themselves mm -hmm. a little bit more. Instead of me doing it, I want them to be able to do it, you know? Sorry. And Sorry for that noise, everyone. I had a little light mishap during this time here and um, it's all fixed now. Back to the podcast. That's okay. We had a little light, a little light disaster here. <laughs> Technical difficulties here, people. Thanks for a good blooper reel, I guess. <laughs> it happens. It happens. I don't um, know. So yeah, Go just ahead. trying to get, trying to get them 
to reflect on themselves a little bit more and asking deep questions. Like I've already had a couple of clients who were like, Ooh, Jen, that was a good question. Ooh, <laughs> really? to think about that. And uh, you know, take your time, take your time. Think about it. Come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Congratulations. I know going to school for anything is such a chore. Yeah. And then going to school as an adult is like an even worse chore. Yeah. I definitely love it, but it's been health coaching kind of has you reflect on yourself uh, to a level in which I've never really reflected on myself. I mean, I, I do, I reflect on myself quite often, but it it's, you reflect on yourself in the process of reflecting on how you interact with your clients. And it's really magical. I absolutely love it. So it, it, it is. And that's one of the things I love about you because not wow, everyone yes. can have that self-reflection to want to not only better their clients, but themselves and how they approach that situation. Yeah, that's cool. So speaking of that, you work with various different types of athletes, right? You don't just work with mountain bikers. No, I will say I work with uh, mostly mountain bikers and gravel cyclists. Mm-hmm. A lot of those folks are, you know, two sport athletes. So a lot of them run as well, do some sort of mountaineering. Maybe they also do climbing, you know, like outdoor, indoor climbing, mm-hmm. uh, bouldering, things like that. Yeah. But I will say, gosh, probably over 95% of the individuals I work with mountain bike or, or do some sort of gravel cycling, which is yeah. great because those are the, those are the two things that I love and bring me joy. So. What, what, at that follow-up question. So what do you enjoy about working with? Like, what is it about my mountain bikers that you enjoy working with? Like, what is it about us? Amazing folk. I mean, yeah, we're incredible folks, right? (laughs) It's relatable. You know, we have a shared passion, which is great. It immediately gives us the sense of connection and relatability. And it helps them know that I understand more on how to fuel effectively for for mountain bikers and for gravel cyclists. And usually these types of individuals, what I find often happens is they go out for these bike rides mm-hmm. with friends or significant others or things like that. Or maybe they enter their first race and they just feel like they, they have more to give, mm-hmm. but they, they can't necessarily tap it. And they know that something might be a little off, like with nutrition or training or just something's yeah. a little off because they just feel beaten up. Mm-hmm. And I, they usually reach out to me to help with those things that they want to work on, whether it's nutrition or training or strength training or mobility yeah. or, or also even just the mindset piece behind cycling. But then also, you know, those other health habits like sleep and hydration yeah. and, you know, lowering their cholesterol. Like maybe they've gone recently to get their blood tests, you know, their CBC or what have you with their, their healthcare practitioner. And it came back with elevated cholesterol levels or things like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a health coach is an ideal person to come to, to work with them and their doctor at the same time, should that be what they need. So, you know, kind of circling back, like it's a, it's a form of, it's a way for me to relate to them. Mm-hmm. And we have this shared passion and I can help them more because yeah. of that shared passion. So hopefully that, that answers the question effectively. 100%. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. I, I love the, I love the community. I love the mountain biking community. There is something absolutely amazing about these folks, you know, and I think yeah. it's because we have a shared passion of going fast on bikes and being out in nature and just having fun and like letting yeah. our guard down 
with mountain biking because yep. you do, you expose yourself, you're vulnerable. Uh, you're kind of flying down a mountain and you're trying to dodge, dodge shit. So, yeah. uh, so to put the, it mildly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes effectively, sometimes not effectively, but you know, still it's, it's that fun adrenaline seeking adventurous soul that I, yeah. I relate to and I love working with. So, yeah. The community in general is so good. Like, and I, I've only really found the community in the last couple of years, like a lot of people during COVID, right? So it's been so good. And I cannot wait for Rome, Sedona. And yes. oh. in like, I, you really need to come if you can. Like, I already told you, you, yeah. you can stay with us. I, well, like, I just cannot wait so because, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the dog, bring the bring the missus, bring everyone. We'll have like a big party. Um, but it's just the supportive environment that that we have as women. And I think it's it's also because we've experienced not being included included in something that is so much fun to us, or we feel like we're gonna be judged or we're not gonna be good enough. Like that's like the story of our lives, right? Yeah. And I don't find that riding with women. I've always been really intimidated to ride with women regardless, because I always think, well, I'm a horrible climber. Like I'm really mm -hmm. slow. The joke is if you're not hiking with me on a ride, you're not riding your, like, it's not a mountain bike ride, you know? Oh, yeah. But I bomb downhills. So I'm working on getting my climbing up. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. It happens. It happens. But I did like a group ride with a local club here, Goals Gone Riding. And um, <gasps> it wasn't a group ride. It was in uh we went to Big Bear. They had their annual three-day Big Bear, like, it's amazing. And I was only able to go for one day at Sky Park here in Southern California. And it's a, and it's a park, but it doesn't have um, uh, lifts. So you kind of got to climb a little bit. The climb really isn't bad. It really isn't bad. Earn your turns. But yeah, um, I absolutely loved it because there were women of all skill level. It did not matter. Like my self-consciousness of being like, well, I'm going to suck. I'm going to take like, you know, half an hour to get up there. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was about really encouraging each other. It was the first time I've experienced that with a large group of women. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I scared of? Like, this is amazing. We need to bring this to the forefront to everyone. There was a girl, I forget her name. She was so amazing. It was her first mountain bike ride ever. And no she was way. so enthusiastic. Like she'd been on a, on, on the bike three times. This was her first ride at a park. She had a hardtail, she was ready to go. She had her gear. And I was, I was like, dude, this is amazing. Are you having a good time? She's mm -hmm. like, I'm having a great time. I'm going slow. And I'm like, who cares if you're going slow? You're having a good time. Like, We're going. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was so inspired by people like that, that it's just, it, the community is just amazing. So anyway, circling back, Rome's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to yes. connect with people like you that I've met virtually. Um, you know, we're going to have Ash on the podcast too in the next few weeks. Are you? That's going to be great. Okay. Okay. So Ash and Andy have literally created one of the best communities I've, I've found in that, in that type of like non-clinic setting, of course. Right. And make sure you get hugs from them because they're amazing huggers. Uh, Andy's, Andy's tiny, like she's small, like I am, yeah. but she's a bear hugger just like I am. Aww. So yeah, it was great. So yeah, melt into them with their hugs. Cause their, their motto is like hugs, not handshakes. Yeah. And there, it's a very supportive community. And Girls Gone Riding, that team is, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the largest women's mountain biking team in the nation. 
Yeah. So we're also going to have Wendy, who's the founder on the podcast in a couple of months. She's amazing uh, too. She does some really great things here in the community, Southern California. It has awesome. chapters going from, I think, Central California all the way down to Southern, like San Diego area, yeah. Inland Empire. Like there's, it's a big group of, nice. of us. Nice. And it was great. Yeah. So maybe next year, next summer, if we don't do the sturdy, dirty race, you yeah. can come to our Big Bear event here in Southern California for three we'll days. Figure, we'll figure something out. But we'll I, I'm going to... Rome Fest, like after my experience with Rome Fest, Fruta, you're going to love it in Sedona. And that's kind of their, I think their main event anyways. Yeah. So yeah, I'll reach out to them and see if they want me to volunteer again. Cause I I'm hooked. I, I'm like, okay, how can I get to every single one? And, and even, <laughs> even my wife's like, yeah, you need to go to those because you are incredibly happy and you're back to like your normal self now that you've Aww. attended Rome Fest Fruta. And I was like, okay, good. I'm glad you you sense that because I I sense that because there's something again very palpable about the about the community and yeah. we're all yeah. there to support one another. We're all giving each other high fives. There's no competition, and I am here for it. I am yeah. so here for something like that. That's so yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I'm I made the decision to go to Fruta next year. So at least next year I'll be I want to go to Colorado. I will be in Colorado. Nice. The wife doesn't she she's down. She's a big cross country mountain biker. Yeah, uh, as yeah. long as it's not a like a full on downhill park, which it's I not. think she's still game for. Yeah. But I saw videos and it looks like it's just so much fun. And we know so many it's people so in Colorado. Fun. Yeah, so we, no, we're gonna go riding with everyone. We're gonna need like a yeah. big group of people too. Do it. Yeah, yeah. And we'll do some group <laughs> rides. We can do some DIY group rides. And it's very uh, cross country friendly. Very, very much yeah. so. So yeah. Well, she'll like that. I don't know if yeah. I will, but she, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's other things like she could maybe even do a different ride than you can. I mean, it's yeah. just fun. You're gonna love it. But I'm so excited. Oh. Yeah, it's gonna be so great. Yeah. Okay, so we are just in love with the community. So going back, I wanted to we ask are. you. We, um, you offer some amazing coaching programs. I'm a testament to that. So tell us a little bit about Shred Strong first. And you have a opening for that coming up next week, right? I do. I October. do. Yeah. So we start the next phase. I start an annual phase, which is kind of the main time to join. Of course, folks can join whenever they want to, but I do make it progressive on purpose because I do want them to progress, you know, safely and constructively. Yeah and overload their bodies effectively throughout the season because fall and winter, we really want to enhance our strength and things like mm -hmm. that. And then come springtime, you know, yeah, that's when we're getting into a little bit more power and a little bit more dynamic movements that are explosive that can help them as they approach the mount, the, you know, usual mountain biking season yeah, uh, yeah. in spring, spring and summer, you know, feeling ready to just crush it and slay it on the bike. But shred strong, is it's the training that I follow. So it's a strength and conditioning program and it depends, like folks can decide whether they want to do a barbell or not. So they can choose, mm -hmm. you know, based on the equipment that they have access to and you can do it at home. I'd say more than half of the folks actually do all of their programs at home. Exactly. Because really you just need a set of bands and I give links to everything, like a couple sets of bands some dumbbells is, is really ideal. And that's pretty much it. You know, you can use like an ottoman, your sofa, things like that for other things yep. um, that are in the program and things are very flexible. And I, I do give in the videos, I do like write out some instructions on things that they can substitute out for equipment. Mm -hmm. But, but basically it's a year long program. And I go through these phases, like I talked about, you know, depending on the season to prep right. them for the season, you know, mainly spring and summer. 
and you get three days a week of strength training. Mm-hmm. And now one of those days is optional based on time because some, like, even though we all have 24 hours, we don't all have the same 24 hours. Like That's some folks right. have, some folks have kids, some folks, you know, might have to, uh, they don't have a car. So maybe it takes them longer to even go to the grocery store or meal, meal prep or just whatever. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to be sensitive with that and, and, and allow the folks that are in the program to at least do those two strength training days a week. Cause two yeah. is, is definitely enough to maintain yeah. strength and increase strength. And then that third day is pretty optional. Um, and then there's an interval session that they can do either on the bike, like out in a gravel road, especially if you're living, you know, somewhere like Arizona, California, things like that, that are yeah. a little bit more friendly, less snow. They can either do it on a gravel road or out on the trail, or they can do it on an indoor trainer. Like I have an indoor trainer right next to me, little Wahoo kicker. So I'll do my interval sessions on that. And that of course helps them and complements whatever they're doing, you know, especially if they are a winter sport athlete and they do ski and snowboard. I want to be sensitive to that because I think all too often coaches sometimes forget to have the element of fun Mm -hmm. with their clients. And, you know, we can't ask our clients to only bike and only train in the gym and just wear themselves out both mentally and physically doing the same thing over and over again. So I give them that option of like, Hey, you like cross country skiing or you like Alpine skiing or you love snowboarding. Great. Like crush it. And I literally include it in the instructions in the app, uh, because everything's accessible in the app. And I say, you know, Hey, at least once a day or once a week, rather have soul miles, you know, get some soul miles, whether that's on your snowboard skis or on your bike, you know, or gravel bike or whatever. Uh, but I try not to include too much in the program because then people feel overwhelmed. But on their calendar, they have those three strength programs and the intervals at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Then they can add in some of these core workouts that I'm going to start to include in the next phase Ooh. starting in October. Yeah, I'm doing like some, a couple of quick core workouts. They're only like five to, I'd say five to 12 minutes long. So that way they can do it Still. before or after bike rides. Yeah, it's and it's enough because the core is so crucial to to cycling, especially 100%. not biking. What was that? I said a hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, it just makes you feel so much more stable on and off the bike. Uh, and it helps you carry in groceries, you know, all in one trip. But, <laughs> I saw you did a post about that yeah. one time. It was so funny. It's important. You have to have that stability, right? But, um, but yeah, we're doing a couple of core workouts as well. And then there's mobility too, that they can grab from the programming and plug it in the calendar whenever they, they want to. And, and that's the magic of this is I want them to be giving themselves some love you know, every week and showing up for themselves in those 30 minute, 60 minute workouts, whatever, however long they, they, they want to do this for. Uh, and I, I encourage them to do the mobility as much as they can. It's only like five to 10 minutes long to do the mobility session. So, so the things that I program aren't things that are going to take two hours in the gym or even, you know, necessarily over an hour, honestly, yeah. the point is I want it to be succinct and I want it to be able to fit their schedule and, and keep things fresh and new. And, and I do yeah. introduce movements that, that, I mean, hell, sometimes the movements I haven't done in a few years. And I have a lot of clients who are like, I've been working out for like 20 years and I've never seen this movement before. <laughs> and that makes me happy because I want it to be accessible still. I want it to be, you know, not out of this world, like doing backflips yep. and stuff. But I also want it to be, you know, interesting and, yeah. and variable because that that's what keeps folks interested. Yeah. So. One of the things I really liked about it too, was that you can change the days yes. specifically that you're want to do stuff. So you oh, yeah. load everything up to the, to the website 
uh, sorry, to the app. And then mm. there were days where I was even like, uh, not feeling it. Oh, Gonna skip it yeah. to a different day. You know that I love the flexibility. Yeah. No, I have. do that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing my, my strength workout on a Tuesday this week. I'm riding with some friends. So let me just move it over. And it's nice because you literally just tap and drop it. Like it's so easy. And I've tried yeah. other apps and things like that over the years. And, and even recently, you know, just to make sure I'm, I'm using the same app that I want to use. And mm-hmm. this app still is good. And what's cool too, is I'm all about community. So every six to eight weeks, uh, we get together and we do a zoom call with the whole Shred Strong community, whoever can show up. I recorded, of course, if no one's able to show up, but we talk about something. We talk about a topic. Sometimes it's been nutrition, uh, race mindset, prepping for racing, you know, gosh, anything. It's been a Q&A session, you know, whatever it is. Like we're going to have our first one the week after we start. So we start on the nice. 10th. We're going to have one shortly thereafter just as a Q&A, get to know one another, uh, and then just kind of kick off the season a little bit more. And I... I am encouraging folks to really focus on a healthy habit every mm-hmm. month too, uh, because I feel like that's what will allow people to, to again, focus on themselves. Cause I want folks yeah. to, to be able to focus on themselves. So yeah. the first month we'll just, gonna, we're just going to focus on carving out time to, to, for yourself. That's going to be the big habit that we're going to focus on first, because that's a really good, you know, starting habit for, I'd say hundred percent of people yeah. is figuring out how to make time for themselves despite their schedules and, and just how busy they might be. Um, but yeah, I love it. And it's nice cause you get demo videos in there on how to do things. Plus I'm only a message away. Should anyone have any questions, they can always reach out to me at any point. And the kicker is I give video analysis. So if someone doesn't feel really good with a certain movement, I'm like, Hey, record yourself for no more than a minute. And then message it to me in the app and I'll give you some feedback. I mean, literally, I do not know of any other program that is mountain biking or gravel specific that does all of this and and is so high touch, you know, like I really feel like I'm getting to know, especially a core group of folks who are in the program. Um, Yeah. And it's really neat. And then I get to meet them at Rome Fest, for example, for the first (laughs) time and, and hug it out with them. And yeah. Yeah. And of course they always say you're shorter than I thought you were, <laughs> but no, but no, it's, it's this community. Again, I'm all about building that community. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Well, the shred strong for me really felt like a one-on-one, even though like you're starting a community with people together, right. Yeah. Regardless of what it was um, to me, I felt like it was very personalized nice. regardless. I really like that about you. And the other thing you touched on was habit. Like to this day, I have you in my head for the nutrition coaching that you gave me about building habits every single week. So for those of you listening and or watching, Jen also does some amazing nutrition coaching, which you can talk about if you'd like. Go ahead. Talk about that a little bit. Then we'll move on to mountain bike coaching. No, of course. Of course. Uh, and I'll give you the link to the Shred Strong. That yeah, I'll put, it. I'll include yeah. everything. Yeah, I'll share it in the show notes. That way people can kind of learn more about it. But I mean, it's literally $49 or less a month, which again, for as high touch as it is, I, I've personally never seen it because I've seen programs who are similar um, that aren't necessarily mountain biking focused. And, you know, they're coaching colleagues of mine and friends of mine, and they're like $79 a month. So again, I'm trying to make it accessible for more people. Yeah. Uh, and plus I get back to the trail system and things like that with donations. But my nutrition and health coaching is, you know, weekly check-ins at first for at least the first 12 weeks, because I'm all about building those habits and yep. just figuring out where to start. So you have an intake questionnaire that you complete. 
gives me a nice snapshot idea of what the hell your life looks like right now and what on earth are you eating right now and how are you sleeping and how are you hydrating and what's your stress level? How do you spend your day? Like, what do you do for a living? Because yeah. that's incredibly important. Um, and then it, you know, based on all of those responses, I'll ask some follow-up questions, but then I'll, I'll figure out, I'll basically triage like what we should work on first in terms of habits. And again, one to two weeks at a time, we're just, we're doing a small habit, just one thing. And I give them, of course, a plan based on, you know, how much they should try to aim to eat and portion sizes and things like that. And it all depends on if they want to be a little bit more advanced and, and count macronutrients, which is weighing and measuring their food, or if they yeah. want to just do some hand-eye portioning. And I've had clients see success with both. So it all depends on their bandwidth. And of course, I talk with them about what process they should go through during our chemistry call, you know, when we're trying yeah. to figure out if they even want to work with me. So yeah, depending on what they're capable of doing and what their bandwidth is, we go forward with that. And again, it's all delivered in an app and, you know, there's lessons every day that take anywhere between 10 seconds to read. They're just a reminder on up to maybe about five minutes to read that are a little bit more thorough, but they learn, like you basically get a nice crash course on all things, nutrition and health coaching in, I'd say, I mean, I, I, I say a minimum of 12 weeks, but ideally, like if they could work a minimum of six months with me, that would be great. And some folks are like, no, I'm doing this for a year because I want to go through all the weddings and all the holidays and all the family yeah. vacations. And I want to experience that. And I want to know how to navigate that effectively because my approach is I want it to be sustainable. Like, I don't yes. want this to be rigid and all of that other BS that I see out on social media. I want it to be sustainable and I want you to fire me after you're done. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the business model that I have is I want you to feel comfortable. You know, maybe you might need to brush up like maybe in a couple of years, cause maybe you had a kid and you're just trying to figure out like, what does yep. this look like postpartum? Or maybe you're going through menopause or something like that. So yep. sure. I can understand like a little brush up later on, but you know, I want people to feel confident to, to fly out of the nest on their own. And because A, that's empowering for them and B, it's sustainable. And this is like a lifelong endeavor for them to just continue yep. doing. So, yep. so yeah, yep. but that's, yep. the, that's the health coaching. And what's cool too is, is after they're done with the weekly check-ins, then they can choose to go down to bi-weekly or once a month. And they're, you know, they're trying to loosen the, loosen the reins with me Yeah, because yep. again, empowerment. Yeah, absolutely. I told you that for me, I think I did three months with you and I stopped because my, my dog was diagnosed with cancer and we didn't know what kind of treatment we were going to have to do with, for her. But um, she's actually doing really, really well. And we decided not to put her through chemo was not the thing. She's still sassy as ever, dude. She runs every morning. She eats all the things. She like... Siberian Huskies, man. They're just the best dogs. I mean, your dog's pretty awesome too. But so anyway, I did the first three months, but I did tell you how, like after I find out what's going on with my wrist, yeah. um, to see getting back into some type of a routine, because I do want to do a race next year and just, mm -hmm. it's my year. 2023 is going to be my year. Let's get it done. Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for that energy. No more school. <laughs> uh, pretty good yeah. job. And I'm doing this, which I absolutely love. So, you know, I have a good, I have a good thing going and hopefully we'll have Indy for the next few more years. Yeah. We'll have a little doggo for a few more years, but yeah. you know, no, I loved, I loved working with you. Absolutely loved working with you. So then in terms of actual like mountain bike coaching, mm -hmm. how can folks get it? 
how can folks get in touch with you to get a session from you? Be like, hey, Jen, yeah. here, you have two hours. Let's go writing. Teach me some things. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, of course, you can catch me in a clinic with Vita MTB series right now. I do all my private coaching through Vita MTB series okay. as well. Um, just because, you know, it's easier with the insurance structure and things like that. Yeah, yeah. And my focus is always on my health coaching and strength training. And then I do the mountain biking coaching, you know, as kind of an add-on just because I love yeah. it. And I love, I love having interactions, you know, because all yeah. of my coaching is pretty much remote and online. So mm -hmm. I need that in-person interaction or else I go yeah. a little a little uh, cuckoo. <laughs> I'm the um, same. We're in, we're extroverts. We need yeah. like that, that connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I felt so good after Rome Fest is because I had that like amazing group of people that I was working with and interacting with and hugging and, and that filled my soul. So yeah. I do the mountain biking coaching as Nina, like for example, next Friday, I'm going to be doing a solo session. So yeah, they can reach out to Vita MTB series. I can't remember the tab that it's under, uh, if it's community or clinics or things like that, but they'll, they'll see the link for, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one sessions and you can also do small group sessions as well. But, and I'll post all that information yeah. too. I'll have people like direct link to, to Vita MTV series, which is awesome in general. And then you as the coach, and we yeah. also do have you up on our website as well as a coach. So I'm going to link all of that information to that as well. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. And lastly, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was your amazing podcast. So yes. for those of you who don't know, Jen has a podcast called Making Shift Happen. And I listen to it every week. Um, you, I think I messaged you a couple of days ago. I, I listened to your last <laughs> podcast and every single time you say something so on point that it's like, you're speaking to me, Aww. you know, like I Love think I, I injured my wrist. I started working out again. I did more, I bit off more than I could chew because I'm like, Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm going to, I'm going to actually start like lifting a barbell above my head this time. <laughs> and like, you know, whatever. So I did that. And listening to your podcast, it was like, it was like fate where the, I think the last one you, yours was um, what to do if you haven't worked out in a while. And you give like five key points on how to get back into working out to a routine, yeah. into a habit. Right. Yeah. And I was listening to it and I was like, oh my God, she's in my head. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I love it. but it's so good. If people oh, like, I highly that. recommend her podcast. Jen talks about a variety of different topics, um, everything for how to be consistent, how to show up, how to do longer bike rides, like everything. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. And you. I know you're available for people to reach out to if they have questions in general, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. DM me through Instagram. That's probably the best bet. Uh, you know, if you ever have any questions or if you have podcast topic ideas, because this is definitely still a work in progress. And there are things that I would like to change about my podcast format going forward. Like the next Rome Fest that I attend, for example, I would love to have some, you know, at the festival sound bites and, and things like that to kind of share a story. Like I want to be a little bit of a, a storyteller, maybe, you know, once every other month or something like that and have a podcast that just has a little bit of a different format. But yeah. I try to keep the podcast episodes pretty short and succinct. I'd say 30 minutes or less generally, unless I'm doing an interview. Um, but yeah, definitely reach out to me via Instagram. They can also email me if they want, jen at shifthumanperformance.com. Yep. If they ever have any questions about anything. I love, again, helping the community. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're all here for. Like, I just want to bring all the amazing things to the, to the community for women. Like there's so many resources out there. It's the whole goal of what I'm trying to do, do here. Hell yeah. Like, and I, I love that about you. And I love that about <laughs> the women's MTV network that you created because, 
you're really truly invested in the community and you have the community in your mind first and it shows. And I I can't wait to see where this goes, you know, going forward and just seeing how it grows and things like that. And I'll have you on my podcast, of course. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just one of those situations where any, you want to support other folks in this community. And that's what it's all about, you know, is being supportive. There's, there's enough sun, there's no competition, just like on the trail. There's no competition. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm having a coaches series with uh, the podcast and I'm having quite a few different coaches on because there's so many of you across the entire country Mm -hmm. and people are very different. Some people may connect with others. You know what I mean? So it's really isn't a competition. It's like, here's your options. Like, look at all the amazing resources you have in front of you. And I just, I love people to contribute because like I keep saying, it's not about me. It's about our community. Mm-hmm. We're all different. Everyone's perspective is important and different. So yeah. like, yes, let's get you on a podcast. Like, yeah. let's get you on yeah, either yeah. right. At, you know, I keep harping about that. I can go on for days. But anyway, <laughs> thank you, Jen, so, so much for being on the podcast and taking your time today to talk to me. Um, I loved, I loved being able to connect with you and see your face and, um, I hope you have a great time at the Betty Bike Bash this weekend. That should be amazing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Clinic First, which is one of my favorite clinics because, of course, I have a soft spot in my heart for it because that's the clinic I went to for Vita. And that yeah. was my exposure, first exposure to Vita MTV series. But the Betty Bike Bash is a blast. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get, a, get you out here at some point. Oh, I need to go to Colorado. So many places I want to go to in the summertime. You're not going to Oh leave. my God. Colorado <laughs> for sure. We are definitely going to be in Colorado in the summertime. That's yes. for sure. That's Let me know. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest. Me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Hopefully people will start reaching out to you to get these amazing services that you can offer them. Yeah. Thanks, Mia. Have a good one, Jen. Bye. Bye.